Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy Thursday to you. Really glad that you've decided to spend some time uh, with us today. Today we have uh, Rich Velotis on the line. Rich is uh, the senior pastor now at uh, New Life Fellowship Church. Uh, it, we had Rich come and speak at our church a year ago, and it just had a real impact on our community. And we continue, actually, just even this last week, we're continuing to wrestle through some of the stuff that he was talking about. And so I'm so glad to have Rich on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Rich. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your ministry, tell us, tell us about the church you're at, just give us a bit of your context. Yeah, New Life is in Queens, New York City, and uh, it's a church that has been in existence for 26 years. Uh, Pete Scazzaro is the senior pastor, founding pastor, and uh, pastored the church for 26 years, and over the last few years we've gone on a transition uh, process. And so uh, in October of 2013, I became the lead pastor after a four-year process, and so uh, I find myself in that role right now. And New Life is it's it's a it's a wonderful church. Um, it's a church with about uh, 1,500 people, with folks from over 75 nations. We're in one of the more diverse areas in the world, uh, in Elmhurst, Queens. Um, the local hospital has about 110 languages that are spoken there. Wow. And so we get the, the beauty of diversity as well as the complexity of diversity in our community. And so um, it's, it's an urban environment. It's one of the poorer areas in central Queens. And so we, we have a real heart for our, our community and, and serving the, uh, the poor and the marginalized and immigrants and all of that there. So, but it, it's a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful church that um, I really have a privilege of, uh, of leading. So, yeah, it's a great place. Oh, Rich, I, I really appreciate that. You know, there's a lot we could talk about. I feel like you're one of those yeah. ministry leaders that, um, you know, there's a lot of different pieces we could go down. I think the... Um, the transition that you and Pete have been through over these last number of years is um, amazing to see. You know, a lot of churches struggle with that. How do yeah. we do the succession yeah. thing? Yep. Um, I think the you know the diversity that you celebrate at your church. I think a lot of churches I know our, our church can learn from um, you know from that. But particularly today, we want to um, focus in a little bit on. You know, it feels like the ministry life is just very harried. You know, listening in yeah. on this, um, you know, this podcast, our senior pastors, executive pastors, church leaders from churches across the country, hundreds of them, thousands of them listening in. And everybody that listens to this thing, you know, they're all saying, listen, we don't have enough time. Uh, yeah. And I want to hear more, uh, you know, about how do you deal with that as a senior leader you know, at a growing church with a lot of needs? Uh, what does that look like for you? Well, you know, uh, in my, my time here at New Life and prior to... Um, my time here, I, 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 I meet uh, great leaders that are accomplishing fantastic things for the kingdom of God. And uh, in the process of uh, accomplishing these wonderful things, their souls are weary, um, they're harried, they're hurried, uh, they lack a, a really sustainable pace for the long term. And so uh, one of the things that I've seen is we, we typically have strategies for how to grow a church, we have a strategy for how to reach more people but we don't have an intentional comprehensive strategy of, of what does it mean to build a sustainable inner life that can uh, you know, withstand the pressures of leadership. And so from my context and our context at New Life, one of the uh, things that we have wrestled with deeply has been what does it look like to create 
a sustainable, comprehensive, holistic framework to follow Jesus, to have a life that's anchored in his love, out of which we live and we lead in our respective areas. And so um, that, uh, the word that we use or the tool that we use is called the rule of life. And uh, the rule of life is, has been a, an incredibly helpful mechanism uh, not just for our leaders, for, but for our church as a whole. We've, we've uh, led rule of life uh, courses and classes to really get people a comprehensive approach. And so um, I can talk about that some more, but um, that's, the, that's the thrust that has been able to really sustain me and our church and many leaders um, as we have led in our unique context in Queens here. Yeah, I was just at a retreat um, earlier uh, this year uh, right at the beginning of, of this year um, with Ruth Haley Barton and yeah. um, you know, she's a fantastic writer and speaker and you know spiritual director and one of the things that she said that really resonated with me is that so many um, leaders or people in general are dangerously tired you know that yeah. we're at this place where we just have run to the end um, and so I'd love for you to pull apart you know give us some kind of practical handles when you say rule of life what does yeah. that mean yeah yeah, yeah, and and to piggyback off of just uh, I, I love Ruth Haley Barton's material, and uh, I love her definition first of spiritual formation, which is spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God, for the abundance of ourselves, and for the sake of others. And those really those that's the that's the paradigm out of which we see spiritual formation. It's the glory of God. It's the abundance of our own lives, and it's for the sake of others. And so a rule of life. Uh, the, the rule, typically when we hear the word rule in our culture, it's, it's a pejorative term. It's a mm. term that we don't like. It's about, it's about limits, about regulations, about what I can't do. But that's not what we mean when we talk about a rule. Uh, the rule really comes from the Greek word, which is a, which is a trellis. And a trellis is, you know, is a framework to, to help uh, like a grapevine to grow upward and to grow outward. And so uh, it, it's a structure. It's a framework. And, and really, that's a, it's a great... In, a great image and illustration for the spiritual life in that we need a framework to bear fruit upward towards God and outward towards others. And so that's that's what the rule means. It's essentially a trellis. It's a framework. I love what Ken Shigematsu also said. He's written a fantastic book called God in My Everything, which is really a book on the rule of life, and, and, and Ken is a friend of new life. And he said that uh, a rule is it, it's, a, it's a rhythm of practices that empowers us to live well and to grow uh, more like Jesus by, by helping us to experience God in everything. And so at the core, the rule of life is not about compartmentalization. It's not about my spiritual life is over here, but my home life is over there, and my work life is over here. A rule of life is essentially this. How can every aspect of my life come under the leadership and lordship of Jesus? And how can we be intentional about that? And so, and so for, for me, the rule is not just my spiritual life, so to speak. It's every aspect of my life uh, being intentionally oriented towards God. And so very practically what that looks like for me, and I was really surprised this uh, early this year, I, I put out on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter what my revised rule was for 2014. And I was really blown away by how many pastor friends of mine emailed me and started texting me and saying, how can I get my hand on that? Right. I want to do that. <laughs> right. um, because we typically, uh, in the beginning of the year, we have a lot of resolutions. That's not what a rule is. A rule is not a list of resolutions. A rule is, how can I build a sustainable framework uh, to, to really submit everything under Jesus 
is his leadership and his lordship. And so my rule is basically broken up into four specific areas. It's, it's prayer, it's rest, it's relationships, it's work. And, and really every aspect of my rule is geared towards how can I bring this under the leadership of Jesus. And so, for example, the, the, the prayer component of it is really how am I anchoring my life in contemplative practices of prayer, of silence, of, silence, mm -hmm. of solitude, of a particular way of reading scripture, not just for information, but for transformation, Lectio Divina. Uh, and so I, I, I really craft those that, that quadrant, if you will, if you look at it in four different boxes, that, that quadrant is about anchoring my, my life in prayer. And that's my intentional rule. And, and for me, my rule is uh, parts of it are I need silence in my life. I need solitude in my life. I need to pause typically two to three times a day, whether it's for five minutes or whether it's for 20 minutes, to be with God because I know that the pressures and the pull of leadership can just uh, get me decentered very quickly. And uh, I have many stories of being decentered very quickly. And so I need <laughs> to come back to God on a regular basis throughout the course of the day. And sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't. But that's how my heart is oriented towards um, you, you know, being anchored in God. Then you have the rest component of it, so that's prayer. The rest component is really, what am I doing for uh, my own sense of self-care? Uh, how am I uh, creating a rhythm in place so that I'm replenished? Uh, and, and so we're talking about recreation. We're talking about, for me, uh, sports. We're talking about uh, intentional, well-planned vacations with, with my wife, Rosie. Um, we're, we're looking at all of those components of, of what does rest mean. Uh, a Sabbath, you know, you know, I take a weekly Sabbath from Friday night at 6 p.m. to Saturday night at 6 p.m. where I do nothing but stopping, resting, delighting, and contemplating. Uh, it's not a time for work. It's a time for recreation and restoration. And so that's the rest quadrant, if you will. The relationships quadrant is, is really how do I lead my family and, and how do I uh, take care of uh, and, and be intentional about my marriage and about parenting my four-year-old daughter, Karis. And so from date nights to being intentional about how we are growing in our marriage um, and all of that there, I think that's the relationships quadrant, you know, being a part of a small group and meeting with friends. That's coming under the lordship of Jesus. And then the work component of it is just what do I do uh, as, a, as a lead pastor in my role, uh, what do I do in, in terms of unpaid work in my home? And, but but the, the, the goal of the rule of life is not compartmentalization. The goal of the rule of life is to see that God is interested in every aspect and component of our life. How are we now being intentional about particular practices that orient our hearts towards that end? And so that's the rule essentially in, in a nutshell. Now, how does that, um, you know, just to push into it a bit on the practical side, so yeah. you obviously take some time out to, um, you know, to really craft and, and to be intentional in those four areas, which is yeah. obviously super critical, and then how often do you come back and review that? Is this the kind of thing where you have this written out and it's on a board somewhere, or how, how are you reminding yourself, kind of recentering yourself on those, yeah. on the rule? Yeah, well, well, well when I start to rule... Um, I, I typically need um, a couple of hours of just time before God. And the first thing I want to pay attention to is what gives me joy? What gives me life? Right. Um, you know, what are the areas of my life that replenish me and refresh me? And those four quadrants. And I, I just I jot some ideas down. 
and 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 whatever season that I'm in, there, there's some adjustments that take place in that. But I want to figure out wh where is their life, uh, and and towards that end, I, I I jot some things down. Now, in terms of coming back to it, uh, when when I'm doing it really well, I'm coming back to it a couple of times a month, usually on my Sabbath, typically. Okay. Where uh, you know I, I just look at it. I have it on my refrigerator door, you know, on the on the on the, on the fridge, and so. I'm able to look at it on a regular basis, and I'm able to go as you know, as I'm going in to get some Hagen Dazs ice cream. You know, I'm right. just like, oh man, <laughs> I haven't been practicing silence recently. You know, and so let me practice this silence with some ice cream. You know, and so, um, and so I keep it before me, um, you know, visibly, you know, on you know the kitchen, uh, on my laptop, uh, and so it's something that I, I try to come back to at least monthly to come right. back to just to see. You know, Lord, where is there an area on my rule that you want me to pay closer attention to in this season over the next month? And so, um, so that's typically how I, I go about keeping it before me. It's very easy to put it on a document and file yeah. it away and say that was fun and, yeah, and not, not do anything class. about it. You know, <laughs> that was great. You know, but um, this is about you know building an ongoing rhythm throughout the course of the year. You know, I, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate that so much. I think a part of what I think there can be a danger even in um, writing out a document like that because it, it gives us almost like an emotional release, like as if we did anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, I, right. I wrote that I should take a Sabbath every week, and so then I feel better because it's like that's my intention, <laughs> right, um, right? But then right, we gotta right. actually live it out. Um, you know, for sure. Oh, this has been a great kind of introduction. Obviously, there's a huge amount of conversation we could have, yeah. um, you know, on this area. Is there anything else that you'd like to kind of reinforce uh, for the leaders listening in today? Well, you know, specifically with the rule, which I, I think it's um, my, my prayer is that um, folks would really begin to wrestle with this. The, the rule is not a list of to do's. You know, so I have under every quadrant, I have a bunch of things. It's not like okay, did I get everything done this week? That can easily morph into a legalism. It can easily morph into, uh, you know, just okay, I did that, but the quality of of doing it is not taken into consideration. It's just another thing off of my my to do list. That's not the goal of it. The goal is ultimately to view every aspect of our lives as uh, under the leadership of Jesus, and really, it's discerning, Lord, in this season of my life, what are you? asking me to pay closer attention to. And so it might be that there are many things on my rule that are not getting done. That's not the goal necessarily. Right. The goal is what are the one or two, three things in this season of my life that you're calling me to engage in? And right. so it can, it can be very depressing if you put the whole rule up and you realize, oh man, I'm only doing two out of these 20 things. Right. I'm a, you know, I, right. I, I suck as a leader now. I'm right. kind of follower of Jesus I am right now. That's not the goal of it. The goal is really figuring out in this season of my life, what is God calling me to pay attention to? This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right. Well, here we are. Uh, we're going to jump into the lightning round, which does feel a bit ironic since we're talking about slowing down, taking <laughs> Sabbath, finding pace uh, in, your, uh, in your life. I'm just calling that out. Just calling out the irony. There we go. Um, so, Rich, uh, what's an online resource that you're using these days that you, know, is, you find particularly helpful? An online resource. Um, that's a great question. Uh, let me think. 
if you want to go back to this, Rich, I got to think about that for a sure. Second. Yeah, that's totally fine. How about a book? Are you reading a book that you know that's read in the last six months that's maybe had you know an impact on your ministry? Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of books. I mean, uh, reading is 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 part of my my rule, and so reading broadly. But two books in particular that come to mind in light of this conversation. One is, and I quote it from Ken Shigematsu's book, God in My Everything. That that really is a fresh take on the rule of life that's really helped me. But uh, Brene Brown's book on daring greatly, on shame, has been really uh, insightful as well. And mm. it's amazing how shame cripples and, and stunts our growth. And so that's been really uh, a good book to help me grow in my own identifying my own shame and and how Christ has set me free from that and so those two books come to mind immediately very cool um, what's another ministry uh, that you're particularly inspiring you uh, these days yeah you know InterVarsity Christian Fellowship is um, it's a ministry that really inspires me there's a bunch of folks who uh, are on staff at InterVarsity that come to New Life a bunch of students that have had their lives impacted by InterVarsity and I love their passion uh, for the campus. I, I love the passion to create world changers. Um, I love I love their passion on uh, reconciliation uh, across uh, you know ethnic, socioeconomic uh, lines. Uh, their love for scripture, and so they're they're an organization that really embodies a lot of the values that I hold dear. And to be close to the folks that uh, play a significant role with InterVarsity. Um, I, I'm really inspired by their work. Social justice, I mean, that's an organization that I absolutely love. That's very cool. Um, so if there's a leader, any leader in the world that's alive today that you could get 15 minutes with, uh, who yeah. would that be and why? Well, you know, I, I don't want to give like probably the cliche answer because he's, he's, you know, the Time you know, Magazine Person of the Year, but, you know, I, I'm really intrigued by the new pope. Mm. And... It's true. I'm intrigued by him because I think he is embodying a way of life that is it's so countercultural. And I, I mean, I saw the picture of him uh, embracing this man with tumors all over his body, and something just said, "That's something. That's something Jesus would do." Right. And I think there's such a paradigm shift that he's leading. Uh, he's bringing the you know, the Catholic Church. And that it's a big shift. And so from a leadership perspective, from a discipleship perspective, from a public perspective, I just see him as quite an interesting figure, a person I, if I could get 15 minutes with, I, I'd love that. So try to set that up, Rich, if you can. Yeah, I'll see if we can work on that. It's true. You know, I, <laughs> I, I've been really impressed from afar, you know, with Pope Francis for sure. You know, he, um, the story I love in his early days, um, and I think that's true, it might be myth, but in his early days um, of his papacy, he was, you know, he isn't living in the main residence. He's living in a side cottage by day because right. he, he was trying to push back on some of that. And he was also riding public transit around Rome. Um, right. he, he denied, like, I don't need the car service. <laughs> I don't need all that stuff. And eventually, like, his inner circle was like, okay, so, yeah, we'll get a simpler car, but we really can't have you riding public <laughs> you know, which is great, right? I'm like, just fantastic. That's <laughs> great. All right, so what yeah, do you do for fun, you know, maybe on your Sabbath or, or maybe just during the week you're trying to get some time, you know, just some downtime. What do you, what do, you do for fun? Yeah, so I, I'm a sports nut, um, and um, unfortunately, uh, 
you know, I'm a Mets fan, I'm a what? Jets fan, I'm a Knicks fan. And so we, we are, you know, I'm, I'm acquainted with grief and sorrow. Uh, and so, you know, I, I watch a lot of games uh, and I love to play as well. And so every, on, on my Sabbath, typically when it's nice outside, I, I go to the park, play pickup basketball almost every Saturday. Right. And, um, you know, uh, hang out with my, my wife and our, our daughter, Karis. And so, and, you know, and growing up, I hated to read, and you know, I became a Christian all of a sudden. I have an insatiable desire to read, and so um, reading is a big, uh, fun thing for me as well. So, nice. yeah. Well, Rich, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for taking time out uh, to spend some time with us. If people want to get in touch with you or with your church, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, you can on, on Twitter. It's just at Rich Velodas, V-I-L-L-O-D-A-S. Uh, our website is newlifefellowship.org. And if you want to learn more about what we do in terms of Rule of Life in particular, uh, we host a, a conference uh, in May uh, called Emotionally Healthy Leadership. And so if you go to emotionallyhealthy.org, uh, a lot of leaders uh, have really benefited from a contemplative spirituality, emotional health, as well as what a, you know, what a rule of life would mean. And so that's coming up in May. It's limited to 300 people. But um, those are some of the ways that you can get in contact with me. Oh, fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show, Rich. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.